Hey, let's pray before we come to uh, this morning's message. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, uh, for your presence. And Lord, we just stand on your word that you are here right now. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that, uh, Lord, you desire to speak to us and, and communicate and have communion with us in the spirit, uh, Lord, as we sit here in your presence. And so, Father God, as Natalie has prayed, use me this morning, Father, to fulfill your will and your purpose, Father, as we talk about mission and vision for Shore Elam Church, Father, we just thank you that as an eldership we've had time to uh, reflect on that, but Lord, uh, ultimately we want your will to be done uh, here on earth as it is in heaven. And so Lord, we pray, come speak uh, into our hearts and into our lives and uh, have your way in your church. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen. <clears throat> Uh, so this morning, uh, Debbie and I are tag teaming, and uh, I have to admit, I kind of did a quick read through this morning, and I was way too long, so I thought I'd better slash a few things out, but I, I'm going to get through this. Neil's probably freaking out because we've got how many, 21 slides or something between the two of us, which is uh, over twice what we normally have on a Sunday morning, and so uh, a, lot, a lot to get through, and we're just going to get uh, right into it, and so... Today we're looking at part two of Vision 2018, and I'm just going to share before um, Debbie comes, but last week we had a look at uh, the church that the elders kind of looked at and went, this is the church that we believe God wants us to be in 2022. Uh, this is the church that we see, and we're going to revisit that uh, a little later on, but it's something that came out of uh, lots of seeking God for in prayer, lots of kind of uh, assessing of where we're at as a church, where we've come as a church, uh, where God's positioned us as a church, because uh, many of us know that we've been on a few moves over the, over the last three to five years, and uh, so we've come out of looking at all of that and looking at where we're kind of heading, and I shared last week on how uh, I believe that for us, 2018 uh, really is a year of sowing. Uh, it's, it's a year that we're going to be kind of sowing, and, and you know, we no one really likes the thought of just starting to sow because we all kind of see what the, the fruit looks like and we want the fruit. Um, but I shared with our leaders that I've never been the sort of person who thought that I'd ever have a theme for a year. Uh, in fact, when some pastors have kind of gone, well, this is our theme for the year, I've kind of gone, whoa, what's going on here? And, and how does that all work? But in, in the processing and thinking through what the elders had kind of worked through, I couldn't help but escape uh, this sense that this year is a year of sowing, sowing into fresh soil, sowing into relationships with God at another level, sowing into our relationships with one another, uh, and sowing into our ministries, and, and especially my heart this year, sowing into our ministry leaders uh, and seeing them grow in those areas, and sowing into the church uh, and into the sure realm that we believe God wants us to be in the future uh, in Christ. Amen? And so this morning I want to spend... Uh, a moment just sharing with you uh, some of the work that the elders have done around the Shore Elam mission. Now, our mission can be summed up in three words, and they're three words that you would have seen around the place, uh, on our website, on Facebook, you would have seen them on our e-news. Uh, they're three words that you're going to see on the back of the t-shirts that everyone's going to be wearing next Saturday uh, for Children's Day, and those words are reach, grow, and celebrate. And it's important uh, for us to kind of look at mission because our, our vision for 2018 and our vision for any year 
uh, really is there to kind of help us better fulfill our mission. Let me say that again. Our vision for 2018 and every other year that's to come, the vision is there to help us fulfill our mission, to reach, to grow, uh, and to celebrate. And so we're going to have a look at uh, that mission this morning as we head into uh, the other three keys for 2018 uh, in terms of our vision for this year. And the first uh, that we're going to look at is this word reach. And two points uh, here if you're taking notes this morning. Uh, we want to be a church that's reaching people for Christ. Matthew 18, Matthew 18, Matthew 28 verse 19 out of the New King James says this. Uh, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And uh, very quickly on this one, the verse says, go make disciples. A disciple, which you may have heard before, is a person who, who follows, they're a person who, who uh, kind of learns, and they're a person who studies their master. And Jesus here is talking to his disciples, and he says to them, go make disciples disciples. You know, I've often uh, referred to this passage uh, when speaking about overseas missions and and that that mission to kind of go, but can I suggest this morning that we have a large mission field in our backyard, in our backyard, full of people that God loves, full of people that God is calling to Him, full of people that God wants to see in His kingdom that aren't yet disciples of Jesus Christ that aren't followers of our Lord and so the call to reach and make disciples is for all of us and for our church it's a call into our community and as I said where God has placed us and put us to reach and I believe it's also a call to reach people in power Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about, uh, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So it starts out saying, but you will receive power from the Holy, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I, I like that this is a reminder that we're, in all of our reaching, in all of our ministering, in all of our going for God, we're never on our own. We should never go out to try and achieve it on our own. But we should go out to try and achieve it with the power and in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus said you'd receive power, and then he said, go. So we should never be uh, going in our own strength or our own knowledge, uh, but we should be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, which again is why prayer was such a big area for us this year that we've highlighted as a focus uh, area. Uh, It continues, and you will be my witnesses, will be my witnesses. Uh, Some translations say that you shall be my witnesses. 
the meanings are uh, synonymous, the meanings are the same. But Jesus is talking to his disciples here. And, and I like the addition that the NLT has, uh, which gives application to this passage. So he says, and you will be my disciples, telling people about me everywhere. You shall be my witnesses. How, how do we be his witnesses? By telling people about Jesus. By testifying to the work that Jesus has done in our lives. By testifying to the grace that we receive through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then the verse finishes, to the ends of the earth. And, uh, you know, the ends of the earth is everywhere. Somewhere around the world, New Zealand is the ends of the earth. And I think so often we can advocate reaching into our own community to reach the ends of the earth. But somewhere around the world, New Zealand is the ends of the earth. It's our community to reach. So we reach people for Christ, and we reach people in power, uh, which is why the next part of our mission is so important, and that's the grow aspect. Shoreline's mission. Second Peter 3 verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You know, the knowledge that's been spoken about here is the knowledge that comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not knowledge as we know it, but it's knowledge uh, that is inspired from God. It's the sort of knowledge that when Jesus asked uh, his disciples, um, Peter's response was, uh, you know, when Jesus asked his disciples, who are you? Peter's response was, you are the son of the living God. And then, and then Jesus said to him, um, you know, on this church, I'll build my rock. Why? Because it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed it to him, but the Father in heaven. That's the knowledge that's been spoken. It's knowledge um, that comes from uh, the Holy Spirit. It's the knowledge and grace uh, for us mature Christians uh, that is there for the purpose of us leading and instructing those around us into a relationship and to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ and with God. Does that make sense this morning? You know, if we're to reach people for, for Christ and go under the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe, uh, I believe that we need to be growing in our own personal relationship with God. One of the biggest reasons why I believe I need to be learning uh, and studying as much as I love it. Debbie laughs because she knows I don't really. But we need to be growing in our relationship with God, growing in the grace and the knowledge of God, who He is, and who we are in Him. You know, in this passage, Jesus, um, Peter is speaking to the church, and he's actually instructing the church. Uh, about times concerning the lawlessness that's going to hit the earth and that will surround the world in the last days. So that's the context in which he is speaking to the church in. And so it's not hard to kind of pull this passage into our time, into the times that we're living in today. It's not hard to kind of go, this is relevant for now. 
but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Growing in our relationship with God. To Him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. So growing for us is growing in our relationship with God. It's growing in our relationship with one another and seeing each other grow up uh, in the faith and grow up in uh, the ministries that God has called us to. And then finally this morning, uh, in our mission, uh, the word celebrate. Man, who loves to celebrate? Does anyone, here, anyone else here love to party? It's okay. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Man, if, I, I think if there's anyone who has reason to rejoice, it's Christians. You know, celebrate to us is acknowledging that by the grace of God, we're blessed with life. Man, that, 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 that thought shocked me one morning when I woke up. And I thought, man, it's by God's grace that I'm alive today. How blessed is that? You know, we celebrate because even though life beats us down and knocks us over the head and uh, deals us a blow that we didn't deserve, uh, and, and I'm sure many of you have had those just like uh, I have, uh, you know, we celebrate because we still have this faith and this hope and this love in a God that kind of surpasses all understanding, that kind of brings a peace that nothing else on this earth can give us. That's worth rejoicing over. Amen? You know, we celebrate all that God has done and is doing in our lives, uh, those blessings and those favors. How many people love the blessing and the favors? Yeah, who, who loves the refining fires? Not so much. But we rejoice for the refining fire because it grows us into bigger people in God. You know, not, ev not every trial, not every testing is, uh, you know, is just the enemy coming down on you. Some, sometimes I believe God allows you to go through those pressures so you'll grow. So we'll be transformed in our thinking. So we'll be renewed in our relationship with him. But we celebrate the Holy Spirit's presence and his power and the Holy Spirit's comfort and we rejoice in God's goodness. Now I don't want to come to church and, and kind of be depressed about life with everyone else. Does anyone want to come to a church like that? We're all depressed about life together. You know, I want to come to church with my problems and my issues and my stuff. Lay them out before God and rejoice and celebrate God who I know can comfort me, who I know can bring a joy that I don't understand, who I know can bring breakthrough in my situation, who I know uh, can bring me wisdom and, and uh, bring me joy. Amen?
standing on faith, not on circumstance. Because the God I serve is stronger and greater and bigger than anything I'm going through. And so the elders place these verses alongside uh, our mission to help paint a picture of what the mission looks like from a biblical viewpoint for us. And, uh, you know, we're more than happy to make these available to you. I know we haven't been able to fit them all in. We just couldn't fit them all in your notes. Um, but we're always happy to give you our message notes and our PowerPoint notes. So um, do uh, ask for those if you'd like to look into that a little bit further. But as we come to uh, our next key initiatives uh, this morning for Vision 18, um, keeping in mind, as we mentioned that, at, as we mentioned at the start, that the church vision is there to help us better fulfil the mission, uh, the mission that we just talked about in reaching, growing, and celebrating. I almost said someone else's mission there for a minute. <coughs> reaching, growing, and celebrating. Um, we're just going to have a quick recap of. Uh, two things we had a look at last week, and then uh, Debbie's going to come and share on our third. So here's what we said, uh, the church, we see the church looking like in 2022. Missional church, multicultural, multi-generational, that's relevant, a family church, a vibrant youth in 2022. Who wants to see a vibrant youth group in Shore Island Church in 2022? Uh, Presence in the local community, uh, a center of hope in the community where people kind of know who we are. They know what we have to offer, they, you know, uh, not just food parcels, but they know that there is a greater hope that we have to offer uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then a seven days a week church. And so being able to be available uh, for different things to happen seven days a week. And so uh, you'll see that uh, some of our five key focuses this year will feed directly into uh, that vision in two years and all flow into towards fulfilling our mission. And so last week we had a look also uh, at two things. So point one and two, uh, if you missed it, uh, we're sowing into um, a new prayer initiative, so a monthly prayer meeting, uh, which we're going to be kicking off uh, very shortly, sowing into the community. So after school programs and the light party uh, we talked about those last week, so if you missed that, jump online and have a listen. Uh, but the third one we're going to have uh, a look at this morning in our third initiative for um, 2018 is life groups. And so I'm going to hand over to Debbie. De Debbie's been crook since Wednesday, um, and so she may not have much of a voice. Um, but it's yeah. a bit croaky. It's a bit croaky. Well, good morning, church. You just have to excuse my croaky voice, please. Um, so I'm going to be um, focusing on life groups this year, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I learned a lot last year through study, um, and one strategy for life groups stood out for me, so I'm just going to share a little bit more about that. But before I get into that, um, Steph, could you be on the crunchies, please? I just want to honour everybody who's led 
or hosted or and continues to lead or host a life group this year or in the past years. I just want to give you a crunchy. So I know Eddie, thank you, and Debbie, hosts. Is there anybody else? No, you're all going to get into it this year. It's Thank you. Sure. So just be encouraged. Um, the care, prayer, and relationship that underpins each group is vital for growing healthy and thriving small groups. So thank you very much for all that you do and what people have done throughout the years. So why do we have life groups? If we are called by God to live in community and be a reflection of the perfect community shown within the Trinity, it becomes necessary to cultivate relationship with others. That's all mine. I was quite proud of that statement. <laughs> but Howard Snyder, in his book, The Problem with Wineskins, says, Jesus Christ actually gave more time to preparing a community of disciples than to proclaiming the good news. And we see the outworking of this in the early church. So Acts 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. There should be more for that. Thank you. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And Acts 4:32 to 35 says, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needing persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Now you're probably wondering, don't these scriptures give an explanation of church? Well, yes, they do. And when we come together on a Sunday morning like this morning for corporate worship and prayer, and we devote ourselves to the teaching of God's word, we do so to build community. However, as we all know, there's many Sundays when we can't talk to everybody. And as we grow in number, there can be missed opportunities to build relationship if we're only fellowshipping on a Sunday. So the remedy for this is life groups. Small gatherings of like-minded believers that share meals together, pray together, lift each other up, care for each other, carry each other's burdens, and celebrate all the victories in life. Grow together spiritually and reach out to others. It's a bit like a mini church. So in Steve Gladden's book, Small Groups with Purpose, he explains a strategy called being a church of small groups, or life groups, as we're going to call it. 
that this strategy moves away from the idea that we are a church with life groups. So there's a diagram of the both ideas here. So if we look at the one on the left, this is the one that um, I see for our church moving forward, the church of life groups. And can you see the difference? So we've got great services on a Sunday and we have life groups that then pour into the men's ministry, women's ministry, etc., worship team, as, a, as not opposed, because I don't feel like there's anything wrong with the strategy on the right, personally, but it's just a little bit different, different mind, mindset, um, being a church with life groups, so having great services on the Sunday, and then the life groups, and then men's, women's worship team, etc., all together. So the idea of being a church of life groups is not only to have great services on a Sunday, but also have great life groups that everyone is part of. That then flows into our ministry teams, because everyone is a minister. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And can I encourage you this morning that you are an an minister and an ambassador for Jesus Christ, and we need your personal gifts to serve the common good. Let's look more at the benefits of being a church of life groups. It builds a sense of family. It provides effective and natural pastoral care. It increases new people getting planted in the church. Increases personal discipleship growth. Provides places for people to serve in their spiritual gifts. Raises up leaders and reaches out to others. All pretty cool things, I think. So these ideas may require some initial mindsets. However, our common thread that we introduced a couple of years ago of CPR, care, prayer, and relationship, will continue to underpin all our life groups. And I'm really looking forward to working with the leaders and gaining their feedback and ideas on this vision. So please, if you've had a spark ignite in your heart and you feel like God is calling you to lead or host a life group this year and beyond, Please come to speak, speak with me or Seth or one of the elders. Um, let me just leave you with one more thought. So it's not just a meeting. Living United is a call to action, to lead, participate, connect. They aren't one more thing to do. Small groups are the thing to do. Small groups are life groups, are doing life together. So I just want to pray. Lord God, thank you that you have chosen us to be your special possession. I ask that you continue to work within us to call us forward together, doing life together in community and seeking the kingdom of God. Sorry, and seeing the kingdom of God enlarged for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Life groups. Uh, yeah, I won't start on life groups, but good. 
Uh, the fourth thing that we're uh, going to be looking at in 2018 is, um, yeah, we'll leave that up there. Quite a good. Um, is an office building. So looking to move into an office building. So this this really uh, speaks into uh, being in the community, being based in the community, and somewhere where we have uh, a touch point uh, within the community. Uh, it also gives us the opportunity to have places. Uh, you know, we've got um, we've got a life group which is looking to kick off midweek that needs a venue to start at. Uh, and so somewhere like our own building would, would provide the place for that life group to happen on a midweek. And so once you start adding one midweek life group and then you've got another midweek life group, and what we then find is that there's, there's this life that's starting to build around the church office and a church location that then starts to speak and, and, and kind of um, connect to uh, this 2022 vision of being a church that is seven days a week uh, and not just a Sunday church. Uh, so office building is uh, something that we're, we're kind of looking into. And then uh, also uh, staffing is something that we're kind of looking at uh, this year. Uh, and with some of the new initiatives that we've got coming up, uh, obviously, uh, I, I, I went, ah, I can't do all that. Uh, and so it's just kind of looking at how we um, utilize uh, people who are already working in staff, uh, so utilizing possibly them to, to kind of uh, kind of help out in that area. Um, I often get I often get told uh, as as the senior pastor here, you know, when am I going to go full time? And so I thought, actually, while we're talking about staffing, it's probably a good time to address uh, that component of it because uh, th there is the belief that a, a full time pastor is uh, what a church needs. Um, I'm personally uh, have a strong calling to bivocational ministry, uh, which means that I, I I love the fact that at the moment I'm part time in ministry and part time uh, in the marketplace, uh, and I also I also believe that uh, you know when we're kind of looking at certain areas in the life of the church. If God has gifted someone for a specific area, so in, in three years, if God says, I want you to really amp it up and invest into your children's ministry, uh, if God has gifted someone else with ministry in that area, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to kind of go, let's make that happen, uh, then pick it up myself and, and, and kind of run with it. So, so I thought it was, uh, it was in, important to just kind of mention that because it is a question I get asked uh, quite a bit. Um, and also, uh, you know, I, I've always been about uh, building a team and, and getting a team set up uh, to, to kind of help uh, with the ministry in the church. And, and I'm happy to have the conversation with anyone else uh, who kind of uh, wants to have that conversation. Uh, I thought it was just important to let you know uh, where I kind of sit in saying that if God knocks me over the head tomorrow, and says, sure, Elam Church needs me to be full-time, uh, I am not going to disagree with God uh, on that one. So what we kind of need from um, everyone, as we said last, last week, can you pray into that, uh, into our mission, pray into our vision, 
uh, we will continue to communicate that throughout the year, so it's not far away from you. Debbie will work with uh, our life group leaders. If you would like to lead a life group, let us know. Uh, if you don't think you're necessarily a leader, but you think you can host a life group in your house, let us know, um, and we'll just try and connect everyone together. Um, but Debbie will work with the, the life group's leaders, and so that will um, crystallize as it happens. Uh, both Debbie and I understand that that might look a bit overwhelming uh, at first glance. Uh, I mean, we had a whole term to process it uh, as we were doing it, um, but, uh, you know, we, we do have a conviction that life groups work, uh, and we know that personally, um, but we've also seen that uh, proven in, in other churches. And so let's just pray as we close this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that, that God, even you have a vision for our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you have a mission laid out for us for your purpose and for your glory. And Lord, again this morning, we just surrender all uh, the stuff that we've talked about over the last two weeks to you. God, our heart is to see your will done in our lives and through Shore Elam Church. So, Lord, we just pray that you'll continue to pour your anointing. Lord, that you'll continue to pour your wisdom uh, into our own lives and into the church leadership. We pray, Lord, that you'll continue to lead us. Father God, that you would bring correction and adjustment where those are needed. And Lord, that you'd continue to open our ears to you. And Lord, in all that we do, may you be glorified and magnified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Bless